0: سيدنا محمد ريه الحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كَثِيرَةً قال تعالى ان في خلق السماوات والارض واختلاف الليل ال verily in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of the day and the night there are signs for people of intelligence people who reflect and think alhamdulillah we are sitting on top of this mountain prospect mountain in america in upstate new york on top of lake george and i invite myself and you to look around us and see what we are seeing here we climbed up a pretty steep path to get up here we are seeing rocks especially up that trail when we were coming massive black rocks probably i'm no geologist but probably that's an indication that those rocks were pushed up from the core of the earth and allah knows how many millions of years they burned in the fires which are in the center of the core of the earth and they were were molten, they were lava and they got pushed up and they cooled and they turned into this black, absolutely black. They look like they've been burnt rocks, which we see here. And on top of those rocks, imagine if you were here a few million years ago, you would see those rocks have just come up from the bottom of the earth. They are murderously hot. There is nothing, nothing, nothing on them. There is no soil. There is absolutely nothing on them. And if somebody asked you, do you think that a forest will grow on these rocks? With that question, when you stop laughing, then you would say, are you you crazy or something is wrong with you? I mean, how can anything grow on this rock? This is just R-O-C-K and it just came out of the F-I-R-E. How can anything grow on this rock? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has His ways. And the winds blow and dust is carried from Allah knows where. We know, just to give you an idea of how far dust can carry, the Amazonian rainforest gets nitrogen, nitrates from the central Sahara, from the salt plains in the center of Sahara. Winds blow them across Africa, across the Atlantic, down south into South America to be dumped into the Amazon. So dust can come from a long time. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then send dust and the dust stayed and there was rain and a lot of it got washed down into Lake George and Lake George was created and then some more dust stayed and stayed and then there were seeds which were carried some in the air, some by birds and so on and so on and a few million years later we see what we see which is thick forest on top of rocks. And the feet of this mountain are cooled in the waters of Lake George. And we here, we stand and we say, oh, subhanAllah, look at this tree. It's so tall. We saw one, an oak, absolutely straight like the mast of a ship and dead. And it didn't fall. It's still there, standing straight. And we are seeing these trees and so on, and we saying so on. I look at these massive structures and massive rocks and massive trees, and but what is the reality of this whole thing? The reality of this whole earth, not just the mountain, the entire earth, is less than a grain of sand on the beach. In comparison. To the visible universe, not the whole universe, the visible universe. How is that defined? That is defined by, you take a grain of sand on the tip of your finger, hold your finger and out like this to the extent of your arm and the grain of sand is resting on the tip of your index finger. You shut one eye and you look there, the piece of sky that is blocked by that grain of sand is the visible universe. And in that, this whole earth and everything it contains is less than a grain of sand on the beach. Why am I saying all this? To remind myself and you. That at the end of the day, even this one grain of sand on the beach, Allah did not give the control of this to any one individual or any one nation or any one king or any one country ever. The largest and the biggest of the empires, land empires was that of Genghis Khan, which was 13 million square miles compared to the Romans, which was 3 million square miles and 1 million square miles compared to the, uh, at the peak of the Abbasi Khilafa, Umayyad and Abbasi Khilafa, it was 5 million square miles. Genghis Khan's land empire was three times that. But still, that was what? That was from China to the middle of Europe. That's it. Allah never gave it to anybody completely. Why am I saying this? Because the decisions that we make in our life do not have to do with 5 million square miles. Believe me, you're not getting that, I'm not getting that. They don't have to do with 13 million square miles. They have to do with one house, with one shop. With what you sell in that shop, with what you earn to buy that house, what you do in that house, one individual, one relationship with one person, a few people, these are the decisions. But the consequences of those decisions are eternal because they go into our Akhira and they stay with us long after we are in our graves when we are raised that will come with us what i chose to believe did i believe in the wahdani at the tawhid of allah subhanahu ta'ala or did i join partners did i speak the truth or did i tell lies did i deceive people or was i honest did i have integrity was i good to people my neighbors my family my spouse my children whoever, my employers, employees, colleagues, what not, was I good to them or was I not good to them? All of these and more, truly, especially in the context of us individuals, have more value than this whole earth and everything it contains. Because this whole earth and everything it contains will finish, will be destroyed will one day cease to exist. But your and my amal will not cease to exist. They will remain. Right? Did you think of that? These mountains will not be there anymore. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, they will be like dust balls. They'll go away. What about your amal and my amal? They will be there. So our amal have more staying power and they have more reality than, the, than these mountains. They will stay with us. They will stay with us in this world and they will go into our qabr, and they will come out of the qabr, on the day of judgment, we will be judged by those amal. So when Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la said, the signs of Allah, is not only to look at the signs and say, subhanallah subhanahu that we should do, but also then to remind ourselves, that one day I'm going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the, the definition of alulil al-bab, those who reflect and think, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala described that, I will end with that. The rest of the ayah: "Allah then, then, what? "Rabbana Subhanaka Allah said, "Who are the urid al They are the ones. Sequence of that. Think about the sequence first. What is the sequence? They are those who recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do the zikr of Allah. What is zikr of Allah? There's no zikr of Allah if you don't want. Zikr of the one we know. Zikr of the one we recognize. Zikr of the one we love over and above anyone, anything else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when do they do that? They do that standing, sitting and lying down. Meaning they do that day and night, 24 hours. Their qalb is jari. Their qalb continues to... Make the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The eyes sleep, the heart does not sleep. That is the definition of the Muslim. This is the definition of the Nabi. But the definition of the Nabi is the definition of the Muslim. The one whose heart is alive with the dhikr of Allah. And then, و, He did not say, oh. Allah did not say this or that. Allah said, And. And Allah did not put the Fikr fi qalqi samawati walad before. No. First recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First become subservient to him. First become obedient to him. First become a slave of Allah. And then when you look at the creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the curtains of the dunya from the eyes. And you will see the creation the way it is supposed to be seen as the creation. And then you are not overawed by it. And you don't see somebody's wealth and you don't see somebody's palaces and you don't see somebody's power in this world and you are not overawed by that you said this is makhluk this is makhluk the value of this is less than the wing of a mosquito Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that alhamdulillah if Allah gives us halal alhamdulillah but I will not do anything haram to get one cent of that what is the good of that I am doing business with interest based banking I am making money here and I am writing my name in the list of the enemies of Allah by definition, we are in the awliya of Allah. Allah said, Allah amanu. But we choose to take our name out of the awliya in and put it in the ada Allah, the enemies of Allah. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he declared war. Him and on behalf of his Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. On the one who deals in interest. So what if, what's what's happening if I deal with interest? then I am choosing to say, that's that's okay. You want to declare war with me? I am ready. So I take my name out of the list of awliya Allah and I put my name in the list of adha What does, does it make sense? This is the meaning of understanding this ayah that in the signs of creation are the signs of Allah. This is the meaning. Because when you understand the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will say, no, I will do, my raziq is Allah. Allah subhanahu said in the heavens is your risk and whatever you like why would I jeopardize my eternal life to get what I would get anyway because it is written for me the only choice I have is do you want it from this end or this end this end is haram this end is halal pick it you are getting the same thing not one cent more, not one cent less. Why would I take it from a haram source and put myself in the hellfire to do what? That is the meaning of al-ulil Alba. people who have intelligence. And they will think this way when they recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They say, Yalla, you are my brother. I will not, I don't need to take it from you. I will take it from halal. Because in any case, it is your responsibility to give me. Why do I worry? I don't care, and that's the meaning, so when we come up here, Inshallah, let us think about these things. When we look at these beautiful signs of nature, let it not be just a tourist, to say, oh, Mashallah, nice view. No, no, no. Nice view? Yes. So what? So it reminds me of my Creator, Jalla It reminds me that a day will come when I will be in the ground. When whoever of you is alive, I ask you to make dua for my maghbar. Because I will be alone. And none of you can help me. Nobody. Today, alhamdulillah, I'm walking up the the hill. May Allah bless these two. Hazim and uh, Omar. The best thing I like about my situation in in life is, I don't have children. So Allah gave me these kinds of sons, who somebody else paid for, but they look after me. What's better than that? right? I didn't pay their bills. Their dad, their fathers paid their bills. So there's one ahead of me, one behind me, making sure that I don't take the short way down, down to the bottom into Lake George, right? And they succeed alhamdulillah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jala to keep all of you in his care and his safety. Until and including when we reach Jannatul Firdaus. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you and give me and give all of us Jannatul Firdaus without his help. We ask Allah to give us the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam, Where we sit at his feet and we listen to him giving the khatira. And we listen to him reciting the kalam of Allah. We ask Allah to grant us His roya, the didar of Allah Jalla Jalalu, and to make it true for us what Rasulullah said that Allah will ask, He will say, Oh, my slaves, are you happy with what I have given you? And may Allah make us among those who will say, Ya Rab, how can we not be happy when we are sitting here in Janatul Khazars? And then Allah will say, Shall I tell you something which is better than this? And may Allah make us among those who will ask, Ya yeah, now, what can be better than this? And Allah will say, Better than this is that I am pleased with you and I will never be displeased. The pleasure of Allah, the ridha of Allah, even Jannat al-Firdaus has no comparison to it. That is the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the worst of the disbelievers. And Allah said, on yawm al qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la yanzuru Allah did not say on oh, the day of judgment they were going to be thrown into the hellfire and they will burn. Allah said, Allah will not look at them and Allah will not purify them. Huh? The worst of the punishment is that Allah will not look at that person. That's it. Allah will not look at the person. So what is the value of the rida of Allah? What is the value that Allah will look at us and recognize us and call us by name and say, "Abdi, O my slave. إرجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فدخلي في عبادي ودخلي جنتي. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكو فلسائي المسلمين فاستغفره إنه هو الغفور الرحيم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك ونشهد لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك وصلاح على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمة كارف